You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, big show for you today. We're going to give you an update on uh, our SEMA show projects, the cars that we've got going over there. And we're going to talk to our new friend, Jose, that went to the IndyCar race up at uh, Monterey. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Continental. If you think of all the weird things that you find in cars, not just French fries or melted crayons, things like live snakes, bizarre trinkets, stuff that'll make you wonder about folks. Well, another thing that you'll find are Continental belts, and I bet you didn't know that they're OE and millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. A Continental has launched their aftermarket multi-V belt with their OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series of belts, the serpentine belts that you find in pretty much all the cars now. They're perfectly uh, engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. For 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. And Continental's OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, it's the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, go to oetechnologyseries.com. That's oetechnologyseries.com. All right, guys, let's get started. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg calling in. Uh, busy day. You're out working, right? <laughs> hustling around. I'm always working, man. <laughs> always Who hustling. Man, you've been uh, traveling and hustling. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it too. We traveling to this Ford Mustang event, and I'm leaving uh, uh, in, a, in a day for uh, – to back to San Francisco for a Lincoln event, uh, doing a ride and drive for that. And then from there, going directly to Seattle, going to visit our friends over at Forza Motorsport and uh, tour their facility. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I've actually never been to Seattle, so I'm going to spend a, a day or two there. And, uh, Take a raincoat. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and an app- and your appetite. Yeah, that's exactly what everybody's been telling me. So, um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want to get into this uh, IndyCar stuff a little bit. We sent a couple of guys over to uh, the IndyCar race for the season finale, and uh, and we're going to talk to uh, Jose. Uh, let me just get Jose on the line right now. We'll get a kind of recap on that. Hold on. Hello, Jose. Hi. Hey, buddy. You're uh, you're on the phone with me, with Matt and uh, Bill Goldberg, and we're getting into this uh, IndyCar thing a little bit. Um, you uh, you were one of the guys who won tickets to the event, um, and uh, I want to talk mm-hmm. to you a little bit about it. But uh, IndyCar season finale happened up in in Monterey. Uh, it's fantastic to see those cars on the track that we love so much over at Laguna Seca. Uh, if you guys uh, haven't caught up on it too much, um, you can see highlights from the race and and, and whatnot uh, usually uh, at the IndyCar's website. But uh, rookie, nineteen year old rookie Colton Herta, he uh, he won the race. Uh, Will Pageant, Will Power came in uh, second. Scott Dixon, uh, who was recently on CarCast with us, came in third, and our good friend Simon Pagano came in in fourth. That's at the race itself, and. The IndyCar season results, Joseph Newgarden, who had a big points lead, uh, took the championship. He's our champion. Uh, Simon Pagano came in second. 
and his teammates, both on the Penske team with Joseph Newgarden. So congratulations to Team Penske for taking one and two in the season championship. And Alexander Rossi, another uh, uh, CarCast guest, a veteran, uh, came in third overall in the points. So um, it was exciting to see that. Uh, It was a a great event. Great. uh, I didn't get a chance to go watch some of it. Um, and uh, good to see that uh, friends of ours in the in the IndyCar world uh, did so well, um, and uh, it seemed like it was fun. So, uh, Jose, tell us about it. What you What did you do? Where did you come from? Where Where are you based? I'm based in Merced, Central Valley. Okay, and then uh, you went up. Uh, who'd you go with? I went with my brother. You I did, went with my brother. And uh, so you guys had to go and uh, pick up the tickets over at Will Call. It's off-site, so I uh, apologize if that's a little hectic, but uh, hopefully that worked out for you. Did you guys go up Saturday and Sunday? What was your schedule? Uh, we both had to work on Saturday, but we went early Sunday morning. Right And on. the Will Call was not a problem at all because you, you got to the hotel, and once you, let, once you got out of there, there was, there was signs, and it, just, it was pretty much a straight shot to the track. Had you been to an IndyCar race before? Never. Always meant for years, and I lived in the Valley the whole time and just never got to. And had you been to uh, Laguna Seca, the racetrack, before? No. No. Oh, well, oh, Again. there you go. That's uh, that's kind of exciting. It's a great facility. We love that track. Um, it's always kind of cool there, and uh, it's a great location. Tell me about uh, IndyCar. How'd you like that? And uh, I, I understand you guys got some paddock passes as well. If you, maybe you got a chance to go around and say hi to some oh, of yeah. the teams. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. We we got there early enough. To, they, were, they were barely starting to line up the Indy lights, mm-hmm. so we went to the paddock, and we got to see the you know, them turning up the cars on the arrows tent, you could go right up to the next to the car pretty much and watch them as they're, you know, running it through the revs and having the computers on it. I had never been that close. Me and my brother had never been that close to a race car. And it was just awesome. Even the smell of the fuel burning, which is something, you know, that was, it was cool. It was awesome. Fantastic. It sounds great. I, I'm, I've been able to d- go out there and do that a few times before. And, uh, and, uh, Bill's been to all sorts of races over the years and we've been to drag racing, NASCAR and, and all that. But, it, cool but it's, it's great to hear his interpretation of the experience because it gives, you know, I don't know the percentage of our viewers of, that have not been to race, but just the visceral feeling alone of being in the pit. Um, it's really hard to describe, but, you know, for a first time, First-time race fan there, uh, I bet it was a damn cool experience. It, it was. Even just like the smell of the, because it's not gasoline, and it's just this, it almost smells kind of sweet, you know, as it, and you're, you're right there, you know, breathing the exhaust, and it, you, I mean, it's just awesome, the whole thing, the whole experience. Well, if, you, awesome. if, if, I, if I fell down and cut my arm and blood came out, that's what it would smell like. <laughs> it would smell like sweet fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And th- look, th- yeah. those cars are crazy, and those teams are so precise. They're so tight, and you see them. They go in, and when they're taking apart the car and, and back together again, and the way the bodywork comes off, and you get a, a glimpse underneath some of the bodywork, even just the stuff you can see. Some of it's still proprietary that you can kind of see it. They don't like a lot of pictures of it. Uh, but it, they're so complex underneath the skin, and as they're just firing up uh, and uh, and getting those things warm, it's one thing. But then they get on, onto the track, 
and the volume is just so escalated. Those things at uh, at RPM are 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 just fantastic, and that's such a great track uh, because it's so complicated, and you can kind of move around. I don't know if you got a chance to to sit up in the grandstands or where you got to see some of the race, but if you move around, like up to the corkscrew or to the to the to the main straight or or wherever or even to some of the grandstand areas you can uh, you can really get a get a good glimpse of of what some of these cars are doing and and how they really kind of battle on the track you know we we were at the grandstands but one of the best experiences was as we were getting ready to you know we heard the Indy Lights race finishing so I told my brother let's just go get a good seat at the grandstands you know I wanted to be at the starting line. Mm-hmm. And we started working our way out, and as it happened, we were, we somebody, one of the stewards told us, watch out, and we we're in a corner, and here come the, the, the line of the Indy Lights, you know, like, practically on our feet, you know, driving right past us. Oh, yeah. And it was a it was a corner, so they had to slow down and then goose it as they, you know, they went right past us. And that itself, you know, with the exhaust pointing right in our faces again, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was not, it was awesome. We, it was a great experience. Right, you go to a Costco parking lot, and the last thing you want is everyone's exhaust in your face when they're getting in and out of there. But when you're on the racetrack, you just suck it all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it, it was yeah. it was it was really good. Um, it was really good. Did, when you walked around the paddock, was there any particular teams that you got a chance to get up and close with? Was there any drivers you got a chance to meet? Apparently, we barely missed Mario at the Andretti. You know. Uh, trailer or yeah. truck, whatever. We were, we got there and the crowd was kind of still hanging out, but he, they, they had gone inside. But the arrows, the arrows tent was re- really open. I mean, they, you, you could, uh, like I said, it was open in the front, open on the side. So they had the most access. Yeah. So okay. you could, you could see some of the teams, you know, but you kind of look, were looking from the, oh, the back end of the, you know, whether it's a truck or a, or a, one of the panic things that they had. But you could walk around the arrows one, and they were real. You know, and that was they had the most access. It was really, it was really nice. It was really cool. Sounds great, man. I'm I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, hopefully, you'll you'll get out to more races. That was kind of our point with doing this stuff with uh, with Bristol and NASCAR, and now with IndyCar as well was to to get some people out there, and especially people that haven't had a chance to go out and experience an event like this before. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you, know, you got to call us back at uh, at some point because coming up soon in November, I believe, is the uh, – I, I misquoted. I think I said Winter Nationals uh, uh, on the last show. But NHRA is coming back to Pomona, and it is mm-hmm. also, I believe, the, the season finale. So um, I spoke to our friends over at JEGS, and uh, they're putting together a nice package where – uh, we're going to be able to give away some tickets to NHRA in Pomona, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're going to go over there and get to meet uh, the JEGS team and tour the car and uh, uh, not just paddock access. We think we can get you guys behind the ropes and uh, and and meet the team and even peek maybe into the trailer and, and kind of under hood, like literally under the hood of some of these cars. And man, if mm-hmm. you thought Indy was loud. Wait, wait till you go and they fire up some of these funny cars or pro stock cars. Uh, definitely bring ear protection for that. You're going to want to need two layers of ear protection because uh, you talk about sights and sounds. And, and Bill and I have gone out to these events a few times before. You're in the grandstands. And when those cars 
run down the strip, not only is it so loud, you feel this wave of energy over your whole body. Imagine like uh, like you'd see in a movie, it's like an explosion going off and you have this sound wave of energy. You feel it over your eyes, your face, your your chest, your legs. Like you get this sound wave of energy um, and it is so intense. Like you see it on TV, but you got to experience this stuff in person. So um, uh, I'm glad you went out to Indy. Thanks for calling in and telling us about it. And uh uh, hopefully we can do something with you guys soon. Uh, our new friend Bill went as well. We didn't get a chance to get him on the phone, but uh, he sent a, a nice email with his whole experience. I think he went with his dad. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to NHRA. So, uh, Jose, thank you so much. No, thank you guys so much. It was a great experience. And from this, me and my brother decided we're going to we're definitely going to be doing stuff like this more. I'm glad you are, man. That's, that's fantastic. Thank, thank All right, you man. so much. All right. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. That sounded fun, right? That sounded good. I'm glad he had a good time. Um, anyway, we got some other stuff to, uh, to, to go over. I wanted to touch on a few things. Um, the, uh, the IndyCar race seemed, uh, seemed great, and uh, we're so happy for everybody that did so well over there at the event. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got the SEMA show coming up. Um, Bill, did you say you got cars going to SEMA? One car, two cars? Uh, yeah. Uh, as of this morning, I got two cars going. Looks like the uh, Demon's going to be um, at Weld Wheels, and okay. Magna Flow's going to have the uh, carbon wide body uh, Challenger. Okay, so they're putting the the wide body Challenger out front. Um, next- I, I I I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, I think they are because it's been out there years past and they want to show, you know, it in the same spot year after year as it's progressed uh, with the build. Okay. So it probably will be uh, in the shadow of your truck. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll do the updates on that. What's the status of the wide body uh, challenger right now? You sent it out. They were doing the Whipple charger. We still got to... Uh, we got to get uh, the guys, the engine builders, on the phone at some point because I think they're pretty much wrapping it up, right? Oh, yeah. The engine's done. Uh, the only thing they did was the, the, the car was sent back to Speedcore. They took the casing off of the supercharger, and uh, it's down being dipped right now with my camo along with the brake calipers. And just a little accent, you know, work done, and, and uh, it'll... It should be done here in the next couple of days and then shipped back down here so I can get some seat time. I got to learn how to drive that 977 horsepower freaking car. So the um uh the guys in Florida that uh what's the name of that shop uh the Gearhead Fabrication Mario Gearhead Fab- at Gearhead yeah. Fabrication. So Gearhead Fabrications uh, worked on the engine, they installed the big Whipple on it. Uh they put it on the dyno, got some kind of 900 plus horsepower out of it, right? Um 9778080 torque. 977 at the tires. At the tires. All right. So, so here, but here's the caveat. Yeah. The caveat is over the weekend, Dave and I Dave traded from Speedcore. a couple texts, Dave Savaggio from Speedcore. And all I can tell you is this. If you think that 977 horsepower Challenger is, is outrageous, mm-hmm. what he showed me with my charger is terrifying. 
Right. The plan on that and was you've twin never turbo. heard me say that before <laughs> in that tone. Yeah. I am not setting foot in that car until it's caged and possibly with a wheelie bar and a parachute. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. going to be fantastic. It's, ter- it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I like, I it. basically saw this. I basically saw a vehicle try to lift itself off of the dyno. Oh, wow. I, I would imagine you can, you can work with, uh, with those guys at speed core and, and, uh, and uh, the engine builder guys at uh, Gearhead and and say, look, get it kind of set up where you know you can you can turn down the boost a little bit and then get a feel for it and then bring it up a little bit and a little bit up to its its Bingo. maximum potential. Like that's kind of the Absolutely. advantage of the turbo versus the supercharger is through electronics and different types of fuels and stuff like that. You can kind of turn up the wick on that thing. Um, I mean, there's, there's no reason like you're going to have the cards plenty of time. You, you want to have fun with it. You want to be safe with it. Uh, why not? You know, by the way, when I say detuned, that could be 900 horsepower. Then you turn it up <laughs> yeah, to, I don't know, 14, 15, wherever the hell it's going with this thing. And, uh, and, and kind of see how it's going to go. And, um, you know, like any of these things, even when we get cars in here, we get a press car, we get something like that. You you never, I don't know, every time I get into one of these things, you never just sort of hammer down with it. You have no idea the capabilities of the car, and you could be somewhat confident in your ability to drive. I never really am, and I guess that keeps me pointed straight and the right side up. But, uh, 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 it, you know, it, if you take it easy and you kind of get used to it, um, you'll feel better about it, and uh, you don't get uh, well. Sort that, of that and, you know, my my adage is the the old Hertz, uh, you know, the old uh, uh, Hertz rental cars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> take it out to a parking lot, uh, take it out to a drag strip, take it out to you know a, uh, a, a controlled space, and push it to its limits within the bounds of safety. And then you know where to, where where not to go. Yeah, you, know? you got to learn the car. You got to learn the car. The past few days, uh, over the weekend, I was driving the Lamborghini Urus uh, SUV, and uh, on Friday show we're going to get into more of sort of the specs and stuff of that thing. But I'll tell you, I really liked it. It is so good. It is How could so you good. Not? It's and it's it's funny because like all the photos that are out are of the, of the Urus and people are like I don't love the design and it's kind of cool and then a lot of pictures in yellow and I never liked it in yellow I just never did right from the get go I know a lot of people were yelling Pontiac Aztec and 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 whatever but uh, but it's it's good it's really good and it does exactly kind of what we anticipated was was Lamborghini, this is kind of interesting, is Lamborghini has done naturally aspirated engines since the late 80s when they did the Lamborghini Yalpa, uh, which was a V8 car, um, uh, and uh, and naturally aspirated. But they haven't, car, but I kind of liked it. You know, it was in Rocky. It was in Rocky <laughs> 3, Rocky 3, I think. He had this little uh-huh. montage rolling around in his black Lamborghini. And uh, uh, this, so this, yes, this is built on the Porsche Cayenne and the Porsche you know, Q7 and Q8 platform. Um, and it's got the uh, the same uh, four-liter four liter turbocharged V8 that those guys use. Um, but the engine gets sent over to the engineers at Porsche's GT division, the GT2s, GT3s, 
they do a little work on it. I think there was change of cylinder heads, and it comes back with 641 horsepower. Um, and uh, and you know, long story short is it's zero to sixty in three and a half seconds is what they're saying. I think it's underrated. Um, Motor Trend has tested it as fast as three seconds, zero to sixty in in an SUV that weighs. 48 or 4,900 pounds. It's under 5,000 pounds. They meant to try to keep it somewhat lightweight, lighter weight by SUV standards, but it's incredibly fast. It's it's smooth and comfortable and docile to drive around the street every day. And then when you put it in its sport and track modes, the exhaust opens up, the performance opens up, the throttle sensitivity opens up, and it's just an animal. And And with that much power... The thing you will appreciate the most are 17.3-inch carbon ceramic or brakes (laughs) brakes in the front that stops that thing 60 to zero in like 107 feet. I want to say like the braking performance and the handling performance are on par with an Audi R8 V10. I mean, that's a a fantastic – stat sheet. I mean, let's be realistic. It's fantastic. So I drove that for a little while and I'm going out of town soon and my truck is in the shop. So I do what I have to do is, is I drive something like the Lamborghini, love it. Then I got to come here and do the podcast. So I walk across the street around the block from where I live. I go to the enterprise, rent a car, I grab a car and, uh, and I use it for a day or two. And, uh, not 24 hours ago, I was driving a 200 and something thousand dollar Lamborghini. This morning, I hopped into the Nissan Yaris, and my neighbor, one of the girls that lives uh, in in my complex, comes out. I wave to her, being a nice neighbor. She opens the back door and gets in. I was like, "I'm your neighbor, not your Uber driver." <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, so sorry." <laughs> and she dropped out of the car and got into a Prius and took off. And I was like. I was like, oh, my God, talk about a step down. <laughs> that, First was of all, a, that was a fall down an elevator shaft. Oh, it was so embarrassing. I was trying to be the nice neighbor, like, waving to her. She's like, hi, good morning. And I'm like, you can't get in the back. I'm your neighbor, not your Uber driver. By the way, uh, neighbor, um, check the license plate on the car. Just because I waved to you doesn't mean I'm your Uber driver. Bingo. Right? Yeah, safe, safety safety first, Yeah. Oh, man, that was embarrassing this morning. But um, so you mentioned the truck. And yes, we spoke to my uh, we spoke to our buddy Richard Waitis at Magnaflow. And he said, good news. Uh, he's like, we're approved. We're going to have your truck in the Magnaflow booth. They have the big indoor booth and they have the uh, their semi truck outside next to the Ford drifting area. Uh, we, uh, you and I have both had cars there a few years ago and the truck is going back and now it's a mad rush to get it done. It's over at Galpin Autosports and they're, they're lowering it and, and doing this, the steering, the steering I've had issues with. I'm trying to tighten up that steering and, uh, the idea was to get a quick ratio steering box. It doesn't have rack and pinion. It would take a lot of, uh, modifications to get rack and pinion to work. But I was like, let's rebuild the steering box to be quicker ratio. And for the for some reason, I cannot find a Ford steering box that's quick ratio. And all the good places, uh, a sweet manufacturing Lee's out here, nobody rebuilds the Ford boxes for quick ratio. They just do all the more common Saginaw boxes. Um, so the next option would be I have a Flaming River 
uh, a quick ratio steering box, which I love. It's all new and it's super beefy and it's expensive and it's you know it it, it it's going to work great. But the mounting points and everything are completely different. We would have to modify the frame to get it to work. Um, and I don't know we have enough time between now and SEMA to get it to work. That's the plan is to get that to work now because we couldn't find a Ford box. Uh, but uh, but it's going to take some modification. Your, why don't you put your time on something aesthetic? Well, that that's to, well, that, that's exactly right. Functioning that nobody will ever know at SEMA. Right. That's exactly the, uh, what we're doing. Is is aesthetically, <laughs> it's got to be. That's the goal now. So um, they are they are lowering it. Um, and then it's going to go to uh, a friend's shop, and he's going to do the paint and all the touch-ups and the and uh, it, so first of all, so I've never really owned a black car, like straight up black. I've done sort of the metallic black, and that hides some of the imperfections. But a black car, and I know you have had many over your 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 life, and and still do. I have eleven. Yeah, there you go. Is is getting that to always look good. So the plan is. It's gonna go. It's gonna get. Uh, it's gonna get painted and touched up and whatever. While I'm there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shave off that front uh, antenna and I'm gonna go with a with a remote antenna that the guys at Dakota Digital sent me. It, it goes onto the glass on the inside of the vehicle. So we'll shave that off. The whole thing will be painted and it'll be uh, it'll be color sanded, swirl free, looking gorgeous. And then it's gonna go as soon as that dries and and and. Uh, and cures, it's going back over to our friends at Expel and get a full clear wrap on the whole say, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the smartest thing you ever did. Yeah, get all the other stuff. If you didn't do this, if you didn't do the Expel and the and the coverage, you know, it's just basically a, a, a race against time. That's it. It's it's that was one of the first calls I made with those guys going, "Hey, I'd love for you to 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 help me out with this thing," and. uh Otherwise, it's just not going to hold up. It's not going to last. So we're going to get the stance right. We are going to get the paint looking good. We are going to do the interior. We're freshening up the interior, the carpets and stuff, and and laying down some hush mat in there, a new sound system, uh, which will be good. We had the windows tinted. Uh, Brad Fanshaw, uh, my, my co-host on, on Shift and Steer, he's custom making a set of wheels. We're doing the 18s. And there's a group called Little Shop Manufacturing uh, out on the East Coast. Um, I'm not, I forgot exactly where they are, Tennessee, I think. And they came up with the solution that we were looking for as far as brakes. I said that the brake rotor and the hub and the bearing are all kind of one piece. And what they've done is they were able to uh, 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 basically 3D design, like CAD design, uh, a billet hub, which they machine, and then they pull into the uh, Willwood Brakes parts bin and um, and put together a two-piece rotor system with a big caliper, a six-piston caliper setup. So we are going with 14-inch rotors with a big caliper up front. And my concern was on the truck, it has rear drum brakes with ABS. And I didn't think I would be able to change all of that without affecting the ABS. And these guys say they can do it. So they're also developing a 14-inch rear brake system 
that will work with the ABS. And because the trucks are very light in the back, we'll have it proportion valved. You know, we'll have that set up that it's, you know, it's probably going to be 90 in the front and 10% in the back. Um, but it'll look great. Those 14 inch will fill completely the inside of those wheels. And I think, uh, so I, st- I also spoke to our buddies over at Nitto. And uh, we keep trying to come up with a solution. And I took your advice too, Bill, in that we're actually not going to do the drag radials in the back. We're going to do a 295, 45, 18 on all four corners. But just because I want the look to have a little bit more dish in the back, we're doing 18 by 9s in the front and 18 by 10s in the back so we can get a little more dish. Um, But we're still going to run the 295s all the way around. Nice. And we're probably going to run like the triple five G2s or maybe the NTO fives. Yeah, it's a great tire, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, I was just concerned. You know, they came back to me and they're like, look, if if you're going to drive it and have a little fun with it and occasionally hit the track, try the NTO fives or the triple fives. They're like, you don't really need the drag radial. Uh, It's going to affect your handling performance. It's not going to work great in the wet. It's not designed for that. But if we want to take it out and do, you know, do, you know, maybe a a drag race weekend or something like that with it, we'll go and we'll swap them. You know, we'll just, we'll just go get them swapped. But as far as uh, daily driving. NTO fives, NTO ones, just get two extra rear wheels and pop them baby's on. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of the plan for now. So we'll get the stance done. We had Line X do the back. We'll have Pace Edwards doing the, the tonneau, the the roll up tonneau cover on it, and uh, uh, and then of course it'll go to uh, MagnaFlow and get a full exhaust. But um, Richard Waitus wants to do the headers and stuff on it because we're anticipating big horsepower, like we talked about. We're probably not going to get the steering done uh, in time for SEMA, and we're not going to do the engine, but I, de- I did speak with the guys at Dart. We're doing a four-bolt block. We're doing Dart aluminum heads. We're doing a big pro charger on it. That'll be after SEMA. So I think uh, Richard's going to make a set of uh, inch and three-quarter long tube headers into a set of their new catalytic converters and uh, and then the, the full exhaust on it. So... Um, yeah, all you had to do was buy an, uh, a a, uh, a very obscure vehicle, and everybody jumps on board to want to lend a hand because you know not everybody's doing these lightnings. It's a, it's a cool deal. It, it's it, it, yeah, and thank you for that. So uh, Richard pointed out, he's like, "Hey, pay attention to the new season of overhauling because you might see a lightning pop up." And I said. Gen one like mine, he's like, no, <laughs> no, not not Gen one. But he said that uh, the lightnings are starting to uh, they're starting to, to come out and uh, and people are starting to pick them up and have some fun with them. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe I'm going to have the only Gen one lightning at SEMA. Um, certainly the only one modified uh, this way. Um, I've seen some guys do some really incredible things after sort of joining the Lightning community uh, on social media, and I've seen turbo kits and big motors and all kinds of crazy stuff, Um, and uh, uh, some are way more over the top uh, than mine, and I love what these guys are doing, and it's been a a great community to join, Um, uh, but... You you guys have heard me talk about this before. It's like when I get into this, these projects, I like to be a little period correct. I don't want to do 20-inch wheels. I think it needs a little sidewall on the tires, and I want to keep the original Lightning GT40 intake. Um, it's going to go out to this company called Big Dog Porting, and they're going to – they came up with a porting strategy for this thing that they're going to make that GT40 intake flow. 
I want to say 320 CFM per cylinder. It's 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 going to match the cylinder heads, and we're going to get it to work. It's not going to be the bottleneck of the engine. The bottleneck could probably be the supercharger, you know, believe it or not. So uh, we're going to go 427 dart block um, and pro charger. Now, we're still a little old school. So we're not going to get 950 horsepower like you're getting <laughs> on your car. So God forbid 14, 1500 like you're doing well, on your charger. Start, look what you're starting with. Yeah. I mean, you know. um, but uh, I want it to run well, and I want it to sound good, and I want uh, to take it out and let some of you guys go out and see this thing and enjoy and it. Check, and check this out, man. It, it, the, it's the beauty of the car culture. Yeah. There is no right way and there is no wrong way to customize and or – alter your vehicle it's all based upon personal choice and that's the beauty of it there is you know just because uh hey when i did garage mahal and we'd go out and do low riders I, i'm not going to be driving down the street in a low rider but i can definitely greatly appreciate everything that went into it I, i'm telling the work, you the workmanship and, the, and and everything and the, the some of those mechanicals you know so um everybody it, it, that's what's so cool about the culture man you know some of those have more attention to detail than anything I've ever seen. There's just so much going Shit, on. Shit! Look at the paint. Look at the paint. Oh they yeah, spend on paint on those things. Oh, and just airbrushing work and everything else. Um, uh, I tell you what, let me let me tell you guys about Dodge before we keep going. Visit your local Dodge dealer where we bring performance, technology, and great deals. There's never better better time to join the brotherhood of muscle because now we're offering Dodge Power Dollars, which means for each horsepower you'll get ten dollars off. So put some rubber on the pavement in a Challenger SRT Hellcat Red Eye and get $7,970 off. Or maybe you'll want to peel out in a powerful Dodge Charger or share your adventure with friends in a roomy seven-passenger Durango. That's the most powerful SUV in its class. So hurry into your local Dodge dealer and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by September 30th, 2019. Based on 2019 Ward's midsize sport utility vehicle segment. Excludes other FCA US LLC vehicles. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Right. Thank Boom. you, Chris. That was Damn. awesome, guys. You're, what a panda. What, what, a, <laughs> what a team. That was great. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. We had uh, we had Alistair do it last time. And Alistair Weaver would give it a little Dodge. Brotherhood of Muscle English accent. <laughs> yeah, I love Alistair to death, but he ain't doing no Dodge commercial anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of where we are with SEMA. That's a little update on those on those car projects. So we're excited about those, and you know there are projects that so we love them. We got a lot of passion for them, and I appreciate you guys hanging around and letting us talk about those things. Um, hey, we some... may have something cool if I can uh, get a schedule for the Goldbergs and actually make it happen. Yeah, I could possibly be driving from Scottsdale into SEMA um, right prior to the beginning on Tuesday um, with a couple Bondurant vehicles and a couple Dodge people and uh, Chris Jacobs and Leah and Christy and do a little Bondurant gig, but just got to tune in and see if I can make that one. Yeah. That sounds good. I did Bondurant years ago, and I had such a great time doing it. I know you went out uh, not too long ago and did the drag racing portion with the Demons, which was awesome. We covered that on a show, but I went out there back when they were doing their Corvettes. But um, I I'll tell you, like especially now in the news when you're hearing things about you know the cars wrecking and the and the Kevin Hart thing, uh, the best thing you can do is a driving school. 
if you want to avoid no accidents, learn learn how to drive. Like learn for real how to drive. I was always big fans. Like anybody getting a license should actually have to do at least a one day course at a driving school. It's not going to turn you into Mario Andretti, but it will teach you something about cars. Even just how to handle ABS brakes and and being able to turn when you're losing traction or in the rain by using ABS. Like everybody should should get into that a little bit and try it. And you and if you're not of that thought process, drive down the road in traffic <laughs> and look into every other vehicle and think to yourself, that person is in control of a thirty five hundred to forty five hundred pound vehicle yeah. traveling at a high rate of speed. Would you not be better served to know how to handle your vehicle the best? humanly possible that's exactly you know, it. So, yeah. mainly as an evasive tool people don't understand that you know but mm-hmm. that, that's that's why i take every car that i own and that i ever get into its limit so that i know where what i can call upon in a situation that i need to get out of immediately and and truthfully you know uh that that's the best service you can give yourself you know it's like walking into an establishment and looking for an exit right when you walk in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's situational awareness. It's 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 logic. And and you know what? And if you're thinking of something uh, as a fun little trip or a vacation to do with a, with a friend or a spouse or a couple buddies, do it. Go to a Skip Barber school. Go to a Bonner school. Go to one of those. Uh, go to one of those programs and uh, go out there and do it with a couple friends. It's it's fun. I mean, we're gear we're gearheads. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But. It's just a killer experience, period. I, I don't know how you could be a human and not enjoy yourself out there with the activities that, that they put in front of you. It's just just a blast, an absolute blast. Yeah. It's good. You guys should try it. Um, not too long ago, we, 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 we did a deep dive into everything we know about the uh, C8 Corvette, mid-engine Corvette, and the advantages of going to mid-engine and how it sort of evolved uh, the Corvette uh, platform. Um, but now the rumor is, if you sort of want the British version of this, the uh, the Jaguar F-Type, which I love, the next version of this could be a mid-engine. It's it's something that uh, their design chief, Ian Callum, had been wanting to do for a long time. And uh, I don't know. I kind of like the idea because one of my favorite cars, and we've mentioned this before on 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 the show with Adam as well is because we do a lot of the car auctions is is I've always been a fan of the XJ220 the the Jaguar supercar from uh, I think in the 90s and that, that car was that mid-engine that was mid-engine and it was V6 yeah. and it never really got the attention because it was V6 turbo and now they're really the starting to That's move. That's a beautiful car. It really is. It's such a time like the wheels are obviously dated but uh uh but it's the XJ220 is a beautiful supercar that still holds today as far as design and and I love that. So the idea of of Jaguar possibly doing a let's call it $100,000 you know uh a mid-engine uh, uh sports car. I don't think it's going to be a supercar. I don't think it's going to be a halo car for them. Now they've done the F type, they've done the you know, they've done the six cylinders and they've done the the eights and they've done the SVRs. So imagine you have a, a lot of options there. If you do a base F type 
mid-engine and you do a V8 and do like, a, a, you know, an SVR version of it. And, you know, now you're spending 150, 160,000. Uh, why not? Like, I think it's, uh, I think it could be kind of interesting. And, and if, if uh, I, so Ian Callum, their design chief has left and he just opened up his own design studio. Now he also designed the Aston Martin uh, DB9. Um, I believe the DB9, DB7, DB9. And uh, and I've always liked his design style. Plus, he's always a great guy to interview, and he's uh, he's a lot of fun. Um, and if he – now, Jaguar can always go to him and hire his firm to help on the design side. He's not out completely. He just started his own company. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I'd be down for that. I'd be down to, to seeing something like that from Jaguar. You know? As long as long as it's cool enough to take away the long nosed classic styling of the Jaguar, right? So I, I'm or a big fan. I'm a big fan of the GT styling, the long nose sort of front mid engine design, Aston Martins, Jags, things like that. Um, but uh, but I'd be down to seeing something like this if it comes in to that to that price point. If you you know. The various options and engine options available. If it fits into that, let's call it seventy-five to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar range, it, uh, that's fine. It it could be a slight bump uh, above the Corvette world. It can't it can't be one hundred and fifty to two fifty. I just don't think that fits in that world. I think that would be too supercar ish. And Jaguar really needs to sell vehicles. Um, uh, after I'd Brexit, like it, and everything I'd else. like to see it between 100 and 150, so they can put a little bit of Jaguar into it. Really. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, um, be, considering you know, once you compare it with the Corvette, um, I, I think they do a little bump performance and, and put their their tradition in it, and I think that's going to cost a little bit more money. And it's got to be beautiful, and it's got to be luxurious because the chances are it may be very difficult for them to compete with Corvette's performance. Um, but you know, you're, you're, you're paying for a little bit of that sort of British luxury brand, uh, over the Corvette brand, uh, you know, as far as resale value, that's a whole nother conversation down the road. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen to either one of those cars, but like any cars, you know, it is what it is. But, um, uh, I don't know. It was kind of interesting news. I kind of liked it. It'd be interesting to see what they kind of do. Um, uh, let me tell you guys about hey, let, let's. Yeah, go ahead. When you're done with the with the ad, let's touch on the Riyadh show. Are you guys going? Uh, no, you're gonna have to tell us about that. Let me tell you guys about the, the Saudi the Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not not going. I I reached out to them again, and uh, quite frankly, it just came down to uh, uh, a, a budget. They wanted us to do something specific there, and and shows and appearances and podcasts and broadcast stuff, and it it got kind of expensive. And I think. Uh, uh, I think we're we're not doing it. Also, timing was kind of an issue. But I want you to tell everybody a little bit about that event for whatever you know so far. Yeah. Um, let yeah. me tell you guys about uh, Zorro. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. That's why there's Zorro.com. They're the number one. Their number one goal is to make your life easier. Go to Zorro.com, Z-O-R-O.com. It's where you'll find everything you need for businesses of any size in almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment 
safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. And Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. It's kind of like Home Depot meets a, a, a Office Max, I guess. Uh, it sounds fantastic. So you'll find brands that you trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service for real people based in the U.S. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping on orders of over $50 or more. And if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. So visit Zorro.com slash CarCast, that's Z-O-R-O.com slash CarCast, to sign up for their Z-mail newsletter and get 15% off your first order. All right. So, yeah, tell us about the event. Well, you know, from I don't have a lot of details except for the fact that, you know, it's the 21st through the 25th or 26th of November in Riyadh. Um, it, it, it is a, uh, I, I want to say I'm going to liken it to a SEMA overseas. That's what I, I heard. Is, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the size of this, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, an adjoining auction with it. And from what I understand, you know, there's a list of 500 cars, you know, right now. So, and I think they just limited it. Um, whether it's Leno's display or John Force's display, um, or, you know, my God, it sounds like we're going to be very well represented. I know Chris is going, Jacobs, and I thought you guys were going, but, you know, things are changing from time to time, whether it be the, yeah. the state of the world right now or whether it be, you know, uh, logistics. Um, all I can tell you is the demon will be there because it's on its way. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's a, it's a, they want to interject a little Western, Western culture in, into, uh, the culture out there and, and, you know, kind of open it up and pretty much put American builders, car builders on display. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, uh, the, all I can tell you is this, from what I've, from what I've been able to uncover, there is a huge Dodge imprint. Uh, in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. So I'm very much looking forward to it because I think that's about the time where the new commercial hits. So um, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll serve as well over there. I'm curious to know more about the car culture over there. I know that uh, the SEMA organization, the powers that be over there and their board, they've toured quite a bit of the, of the Middle East and are uh, working to bring our performance parts to that part of the world. I know they go to China as well. They go kind of all over and try to work with uh, with those governments and say, hey, you know, we we have a bunch of great aftermarket parts. We, you know, we have all these great companies, the Hollies and Edelbrocks and Hotchkisses and stuff of the world. Why not have some of those parts available to other parts of the world? And uh, so I'm curious to see what the car culture is out there. Uh, how are they modifying vehicles? Is there starting to be distribution of aftermarket parts out there? Can you get Holly fuel injection? You know, like I don't mean just order it for yourself and get it FedEx via you know via Jegs.com or something like that. Like, but can you? Can is there stall? Is there installers out there? Is there dyno tuners out there? So, um, so this event that you're going to, I know there. They're, 
they're pumping a lot of time and energy into and resources into bringing sort of the automotive entertainment world out there. Like you said yourself and Chris Jacobs and Christy Lee and maybe Chip Foose and whoever's going out there, um, which is great, bringing some of those personalities out there. But are there going to be booths, do you think, of aftermarket parts? Do you think they're trying to get uh, comp cams and Holly and stuff out there? I, don't I know. think they are. I, th- I think that um, I think it's part of the big plan. Um, I, I really do believe that there are many people there that are fully entrenched in this car culture and they want to get their hands on everything that everyone else in the world is getting their hands on. And, uh, I think it's, it's time that they did. And I think the, I think the government is of the same opinion. I don't think that they'd be bringing a show in like ours if they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was thinking too, and I wasn't getting all the information. So we'll just we'll bring you more information as we learn it, and then uh, uh, we'll definitely give you some updates as you go out there and uh, and 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 check it out. Um, you've you've been out, you've been to that part of the world. You 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 wrestled there. You've you've done stuff there, right? Yeah, and and I mean, I saw a few you know, modified vehicles. Uh, you know, I brought it up to our driver and lo and behold, he was, you know, talking about the car that he drifted. And so I think closetly, all of these people really like to drive fast. Um, I just don't think it's, it's something that's been condoned throughout the years, but I think that it's time that they, they can't be bottled anymore. And I think they want what everyone else in the world has. And I think they want to show their ability to customize and 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 tune and uh, compare it with the rest of the world, so I think it's it's only a matter of time. And, I, and as I said, I think events like this will only exacerbate it. Yeah, well, it sounds exciting. And I'll tell you, I hope they have Geico out there because <laughs> I'm going to tell <laughs> I know you about they'll that. Have Dodge, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love our friends at Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You may drop off dry cleaning. You can pick up some milk. Now you should add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out geico.com. All right, buddy. So we're going to, I think we're going to wrap some things up here. We're kind of running out of time. We're going to hand off this studio to the next group. Uh, Don't like forget, said, go to Make Model App. Yes, uh, Make yeah, Model App. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can almost guarantee you, you'll beat me. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting pretty competitive. I've been on there several times and I was playing, I was playing hardcore for like a week and then uh, uh, I've been busy recently. But um, uh, we've got some exciting things coming up. Um, I'm just locking in the plans right now with our friends at Ford. Like I said, I'm going to go up uh, to San Francisco and drive a Lincoln Corsair, and I'll give you guys some of the updates on that. And then the end of October, before we go to SEMA, I'm going to go to Vegas and uh, drive the new Shelby GT500. And I couldn't be any more excited about that thing. It is so incredible, and I want it to be everything in the world as far as uh, as muscle cars go, because uh, we love them here. Um, so uh, looking forward to that, working with Ford on the plans right now, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I might need to buy one of these things. I just don't know where to put it. Uh, so first, truck stuff. Then 
<laughs> we'll, we'll look at GT500. Um, all right, so uh, we'll, we'll check in soon, and we'll get some more uh, get some more updates on. Uh, I think Richard Waitis was supposed to go do the exhaust on your truck, but when I when I talked to him, I'm, he got tied up with TV shows and C and C Michelle plans. So um, that might. Be and hey, look, look, look! Uh, months into the future, I uh, made a connection with Hogan and Speed Course, so you may see something in the future. Uh, uh, oh. orange, 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 and yellow. Right on. No, that'll be fun. If if that happens, uh, we're going to have to talk to Hogan and see what, uh, see what, what he's up to. Um, and, uh, Oh, just a little plug for friends of ours, by the way, is I hope you guys are watching uh stone cold Steve Austin show on USA, because I tell you, he looks like he's having a lot of fun to do that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys are checking that out. All right, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, I think we got pretty much, uh, everything wrapped up. Go to carcastshow.com. And, uh, if you like the, uh, episodes, give us a nice little review on iTunes. We love that. Of course, you can always follow us on social media. You can follow our car projects, the updates, especially the road to see as we're rushing to get stuff built you can follow me at Motorator I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook you can follow Goldberg, he's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram and uh, Car Cash Show is, is, is our handle pretty much everywhere else uh, I think that's good, so thanks guys until uh, next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel Hello, hello I'm coming to For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Thanks so much for listening to CarCast. We love it when you guys tune in. And, of course, CarCast is brought to you by Dodge. Visit your local Dodge dealer where we bring you performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because now we're offering Dodge Power Dollars, which means you'll get $10 for each horsepower of the vehicle. So if you want to put some rubber on the pavement and a Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye, you'll get $7,970 off. Or maybe you'll want to peel out with a powerful Dodge Charger or share your adventure with friends in a roomy seven-passenger Durango. It's the most powerful SUV in its class. So hurry into your local Dodge dealer and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by September 30th, 2019, based on 2019 Ward's midsize sport utility vehicle segment. Excludes other FCA US LLC vehicles. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.